And now, Capital 263. Welcome to Politics and Beyond on Capital 263. My name is Christopher Farai Charamba. And I'm Tawanda Henry Beatty. And yeah, welcome once again to a special episode of the best political podcast uh, in the country. And um, today, indeed, uh, the world may be. <laughs> <laughs> indeed, indeed. Uh, today is the 8th of April, 2017. And we have a guest with us in studio today. Um, he is the ZANPF UK branch chairperson, Mr. Nick Mangwana. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. Thank you very much. I prefer comrade. Comrade. <laughs> comrade. I was about. I was about to say, don't they prefer their comrades there? Don't, don't worry, we are comrade. Maybe maybe Chris is trying to be neutral. <laughs> if he is neutral at all, but let's go. <laughs> but can I can I can I can I also be comrade so that you don't co-opt the word for your for your party? Or... Um. No, actually, comrade is a brand, so you really really have to buy into it. It's not. It's not. It's I not. Have, it's, if 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 you if you if you end the stripes, yes, we can call you comrade. What does one have end to do? The stripe, but what does one have to do to end the stripes? Let me let me let me let me speak in our revolutionary abstract. Um, one has to be a, a, a revolutionary. <laughs> That's it. Uh, but I but I'm being revolutionary to against the revolutionaries. So does that not make me counter revolutionaries are not comrades? <laughs> <laughs> But uh, but surely maybe if I espouse the socialist values that where the whence the word originated from, uh, perhaps I'm a true comrade. <laughs> nah nah nah. You know definitions are contextual, so we can't um, uh, append or associate it with um, socialism per se. Um, as you know that um, the word comrade itself means either a friend or a member of a fraternity. So if you are a yes. member of Zanopia fraternity, then you are a comrade or our Zanopia fraternity. But but, but uh, what if I'm what if I'm, I'm a member of the Zimbabwean fraternity. Ah, so all Zimbabweans are comrades. You are yeah, a compatriot. You are a compatriot and a comrade. <laughs> <laughs> you are a member of, of my fraternity, my brother. <laughs> no, no. Um, okay, let's. Uh, okay, <laughs> okay, all right. Aside, let's go. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. comrade Mangwana. Yes, um, you are, as I said, the chairperson of the ZANPF UK branch. I think just to give us more background on yourself, what is it that you do and how is it that you came to be part of ZANU-PF? Long story, but I will try to summarize it. Um, I'm the ZANU-PF representative in Europe. Um, I'm based in the UK. We expanded from Europe um, to, sorry, from the UK to Europe. Um, so what I do is represent the party interests in the, in, in the European shows. Um, I'm also part of the team that's building ZANU-PF structures in the diaspora. That's what I do. I represent party interests. I give the party perspective uh, where it's needed. Um, as you know, in the last 17, yeah, 17 or so years, our party and government has been um, enduring a lot of um, bashing in the media. There is only so much a member can do within the ambit of um, diplomatic um, courtesy. So, but there's something, there's a lot that we can do as a part, which is not bound by diplomatic courtesy or protocol. So that's what we are. We represent the party of government. By so doing, we also, you know, we tell the Zimbabwean story in our own words. We tell the ZANU-PF story in our own words. That's what we do. 
Okay, how how big is um, the ZANPF branch out there in the diaspora? It's big, quite big. I'm not going to go into numbers, obviously, for, for, for obvious reasons, um, because it's party database, party, party information, is you know. Um, but we are quite big. We we have representatives and um, our representative structures or chapters in uh, uh, about six countries in Europe. We intend, when we identify Zimbabweans in another country in Europe, we shall surely build structures in those countries as well. Um, you, you're building structures with the hope of um, uh, making uh, ZANU-PF uh, diaspora or ZANU-PF Europe into a province in of itself in, in part of the in part of the, as, as a normal uh, province as, as like Mashonaland or Mashist or any of these other provinces for you know purposes of the Congress is that correct? Um, yes and no um, let me start with a yes <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the yes in the sense that we are yes we are building um, ZANU-PF outside Europe oh, sorry outside Zimbabwe um, external structures for the, uh, for the reason that um, a Zimbabwean remains a Zimbabwean where he is, wherever he is, remains engaged in the issues at home, remains very much um, attuned to what's going on, and he has a lot to contribute to the discourse, he has a lot to contribute to the economy, he has a lot to contribute to the progress and development of the country. So, they need, if they need a political platform through which they to do that, that's where we are, is ZANU-PF. Every party, um, almost every party of substance, which is in Zimbabwe, because there are quite too many of them anyway, um, but every part of substance has got representatives everywhere where the Zimbabweans are. So now, where, where I said no was you said um, you mentioned Europe. No, the, the, the diaspora party is actually covering all diaspora, including China. We do. We are in the midst of building a structure in China. Actually, we've got about a thousand members that are there, Zimbabweans. So. Like I said before, a, a thousand every, Zimbabweans or a thousand members of the ZANU-PF. A, a thousand Zimbabweans who are very much resonant with the ZANU-PF philosophy and way of thinking. So that's why we are in touch with them. We are in a group, we are in a grouping with them. That's why we are. We hope they will all update. they will all take up our cards and become ZANU-PF members. So now, in terms of the external, the philosophy again. Um, is, you know, the um, African Union identified the diaspora as the fifth region of, the, of, of Africa. So Africa has got its regions, but there is one sixth region, which is um, the diaspora. Now, we also, by the same philosophy, we identified the diaspora as the 11th province of Zimbabwe. So, so all Zimbabweans are in here, in some province of some sort, whether it's a metropolitan province like Arari or Blueweo, or in the... Um, in the other province, Mashingo, you name it, much west, much central, much north, much south, whatever. But there are also Zimbabweans who are outside the country. Now, Zimbabweans, Zimbabweans administrative structure is according to province. So where do these Zimbabweans who are outside the country fit in? They fit in, in a province of their own. So when we talk of the 11th province, we're not only talking of ZANU-PF, we're actually talking of the country. The diaspora, the philosophy is the diaspora is the 11th province of Zimbabwe. Now, obviously, so, we, we, sorry, okay, go on. No, no, I'm, I'm not to cut you off. I was just, you, um, you just did. I was just, I was, I was just going back to reverting back to the, to the initial question. I go understand on. that, um, the country, 
and there's diasporas, they live in province. But I'm asking in terms of your work, your building structures, is this uh, for the making of uh, a province a province for Zambia PFS? Are you structure building in the same way as if I was going to Chendambuya, I would start at cell level and at what level so that eventually I can build my provincial chairperson and things like that? Yes, I would say in a, in, in a, a qualified yes. Um, in the sense that we don't build cells, we start from branch, particularly because of the um, sparse way in which Zimbabweans are located outside the country. Um, the cell concept came from a village, that's where it starts from, or from then, then, then from a location, um, well, let me go from streets. So when we, 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 if you are in Mbari, you build cells according to the street, from that street to that street. So, because all these people are Zimbabweans, all these people qualify, so you go to them. But when you are in a diaspora and set up, people are scattered around. So you would find that in a place, you might have, um, say, in, say in the United Kingdom, in Newcastle, you probably will have, I will just hazard a figure, so you probably have 300 Zimbabweans. Um, are you going to call, call that a cell? Then if you are call, calling that a cell, how are you going to build the branch? So we agreed with the party that when it comes to the diaspora, um, the model is slightly different, um, taking cognizance of the context in which people operate. Okay, so but how Congress, many members do you need to have at branch level before you can say you have a province? We do not need... Basically, our conversation with the party is not so much about how many members do we need so that we can be a, a province. The conversation is based on principle. The principle is that anyone is the, everyone in the diaspora is 11th province, which is where you drew me away from the concept because I wanted to start with the principle, then we come to the microcosm of ZANU-PF. Now, once you are grasped with the principle that wherever Zimbabweans are, they are part of this big province, which is scattered all around called the 11th province. Now, when it comes to ZANU-PF, what it does now is to capture those people and structure them whichever, they way, whichever way it's, it's, it, it deems fit to that context. So at the end of the day, wherever they are, these people, they will have a vote. Now we're coming back to the Congress, which you mentioned. They will have a vote in ZANU-PF's internal uh, processes as a province. It's very difficult to... I, I want you to, rem to remove yourself from um, our local context because it doesn't work. It doesn't work because when we, if, 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 we, if we, the Constitution says the province should meet every month, you cannot have the whole diaspora meeting every month. It's impossible as a province. How do, how, does that, how, how do they do that? There are people in China. There are people in South Africa. There are people in Malaysia. There are people in Singapore. There are people in India. How do we meet as a province? We don't, it's, it's not um, we're, we're, we're meeting right now um, across the world from you, but we're having a conversation. So yes. perhaps... You know, you can find creative exactly. solutions. Exactly. So but, we'll do that. And let me let me let you finish before I go on to my next. Now I'll go to your next question. If this one, unless <laughs> unless this one is not answered, but if this one, this one is you, not answered, you can, he's sure me you down can, again. I'm sure you can tell, see where this is going because you, you I said that funny, you know, funny enough, your I Congress, <laughs> your Congress to have uh, a vote in internals and OPF politics. But what's the point of of having that if um? if they can't vote in the diaspora in the Zimbabwe national election, is what's the point of having a ZANU-PF outside the country? Um, what's the point of having 
all these structures when they don't have a vote in their national elections? What's the point of giving someone the, the choice of choosing a, a party president when they can't choose a national president? What's why? How do you reconcile yourself with that? You know that oxymoron, that 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 contradiction in in your belief that Zimbabweans are in diaspora in eleventh province, but the same government and the same party that you you serve uh, refuses to acknowledge their their at least in my idea right to vote. Hey, that's a very long in question. the national elections. That's a very long question. Is that a <laughs> speech? <For> two- <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, I, I, anyway, I, I think I got the gist. I will answer. I know, I know. Don't worry about me. Um, I will answer. The, the point that I mentioned is that Zimbabweans are engaged in the processes in Zimbabwe and the politics of Zimbabwe, um, be it in the MDC or whatever. Now, you, if you wanted to ask me a direct question about my views on the diaspora vote, you should have done so. You didn't. You gave a speech, and you said what you thought and what I believe, which probably missed the point. So can we roll back a bit, then ask me my views on the diaspora vote? Then we start from there. Okay, let me, let me do it. Um, yeah. what you, I know you've, you've spoken about it um, at, in Mashingo at the conference yeah. uh, end of last year, mm-hmm. and um, you've written about it as well. So yeah. just... You know, what are your personal views on the issue of diaspora voting? Should the diaspora be allowed to vote in, in the elections? Yes, at some point, the diaspora should be allowed to vote. Um, right now, the diaspora is already allowed to vote. If you come here and register in Zimbabwe, you can vote. I'm a registered voter here. Now, I'm, I'm going, I'm going to, the, to the question of transnational voting yes. now, which is a different issue. But mm-hmm. with the trans, transnational vote, there are a lot of things that need to be in place before we get there. So in principle, there's nothing wrong with that because every country is going towards that. So it's a new trend that people have voted for wherever, wherever they are. But with Zimbabwe, Zimbabwe is in a place where it's not yet ready. Why? Firstly, we don't have the demographics. Where are Zimbabweans? We're just guessing this, this place has got so many Zimbabweans, this place has got so many Zimbabweans. People, we don't know wherever they are. Number two, we don't have a policy already in place which tells us that, okay, if, if for example, if we say a country, any country that is about a thousand Zimbabweans, I'm just hazarding a figure again, or giving a figure so that we can, we can be able to talk. If it is about a thousand Zimbabweans, then that country, we can put a ballot in that country. Or in terms of funding, how do we fund that particular vote? How do we secure that vote? Right now, We've got people going in the streets. People are very paranoid about the votes that are happening in Zimbabwe on the ground where they are, where they've got polling agents, where they've got observers, where they've got everybody in there. But those elections are contested. Some are contesting elections before they happen. Now imagine we're having a diaspora vote, we're having a a transnational vote in a circumstance where nothing is very clear. Nothing is clear. But so at at the conference, sorry, sorry, Chris, at the conference, I said, let's defer that conversation. Because it, it resol- there was nothing to be resolved at the conference. I did not say that conversation should not, should not happen. We're having that conversation now, and that conversation should be had. But ask your question. Yeah, but the thing is, for me, is that you said there is no policy. There are a lot of issues. How do we um, set up the systems? That conversation is not taking place. You said it should be deferred, but deferred until when? Because it seems that um, ZANPF and the government are not interested at all 
in there being a diaspora vote. No, that's not correct, actually. That's not correct that we are not interested. The point I'm making is we are struggling for money right now. Um, the country is talking about UNDP funding elections because we could not fund our own elections in 2013. Again, fund, fund, funds are to be, uh, to, be, to be sourced from uh, organizations like ELSA. Again, UNDP was a kind of involved, and there was, a, there was a fight between Minister Chinamasa and then Minister Biti over who is going to fund those elections. And these are elections that are happening on the ground in Zimbabwe, which, with, 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 I mean, with choosing a party that's going to lead on things that affect Zimbabweans right on the ground. Are we going to extend or overextend ourselves at this point when, we, when there is no fiscal space? To go all the way and try to, you know, to, to define who is a Zimbabwean who is supposed to vote. Is my son that I have in, in the UK with a British woman a Zimbabwean? Is, are they supposed to vote? They've never stepped in Zimbabwe. They've been there for 20 years. Is, my, is, 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 is the son or the, the, the daughter which, my, uh, which, which a Zimbabwean woman has with a Nigerian eligible to vote in Zimbabwe's processes? This is what I'm saying, that there is too many undefined issues to even talk about 2018. So I deferred that conversation at the conference, not forever. I said at the conference, when we were in that resolutions committee, we were not going to talk about it because it wasn't pertinent. We were talking about things that would happen in the year's time. So how long should it be deferred for? I said it deferred at the conference. After the conference, we can talk about it. Can't we talking about it now? Yeah, but... So Yes, we we are talking about it, but what I was saying is, is Zanu PF. The, the, the point Chris was making is that the government and Zanu PF are not talking about it. We personally are, are speaking about it between us. Fair um, but it seems um, it seems as if time and time again the government has taken or refused to take any actions in terms of encouraging, um, you know, for example, the issue of, of of dual citizenship that had to go to the courts. Um, before it was even resolved, and even now, practically, it's very difficult to to be a dual citizen in Zimbabwe because the laws haven't been aligned. So, if that's issue, that's if something that's already guaranteed constitutionally in, in black and white is already taking so much time, how how why are we? How how are we? My questions. Sorry. My questions are long. Very I, very long. I'm trying to, Okay, go on. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, no, sorry, no. Sorry, I'm, sorry. I'm, I'm being, I'm being I naughty. mean, I'm, 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 I'm I think you are, the, the, the uh, podcast, we have a conversation. I, I know. Think if, you, if you decide that the questions are in, in, in a traditional interview manner, then you might find them a bit long. It's okay. I'm, um, I'm, 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 I'm just being a prat. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm kidding. But, um, yeah. yeah, no, no. The point is that, you know, for all intents and purposes, it, it doesn't seem as if a diaspora vote is something that Zanubiev, um is even interested in. Um, or even willing to begin uh, discussing and you know the problems that you've brought up and the problems that you've spoken are all part of, of electoral reform that's necessary in this country and on a bigger and larger scale um, but the fact is that they've been quite dismissive um, so I think personally we've we've really exhausted that um, point uh, I, 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 I think I'll need, to re- I, I'll need to rebut your point if that's okay uh, go ahead Go ahead. Okay. Right now, we are talking of 2018 elections. There is no snowball chance in hell that we can have a diaspora vote in 2018. Now, if we are going to talk about the diaspora vote, when we are contesting things on the ground towards 2018 already, we are mudding the waters. Let's have 2018 gone. When it comes to 2023, we can build that conversation from there. As I said, there is no fiscal space, 17 million 
people are wondering where 17 million which um, is, is involved in the BVRI came from. So, Comrade, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just saying what, yes. the diaspora vote, the diaspora vote comes from a section in the new constitution which came in in 2013. If there. this government was interested, if if the, the, the right for, for the government to ensure that its citizens uh, have conditions to vote can be interpreted as saying that even people in the diaspora are meant to be allowed to vote. It's, Do you disagree? I don't it's, disagree in fact, at I'm all. Even using, I very much agree. Very I'm much. Using, I'm actually quoting your own words in in, in your yes. section, you know. So I, I don't I, know where you I, disagree. That's why I'm saying. That's why, no, I'm um, actually saying so, I'm agreeing. So my point is the constitution. That constitution came in 2013. So we can say, could in fine 2018 years was can nothing has happened but we can't say that let's defer it because we've known all these things from way before and people have been speaking about these things from way before constitution constitution the the an act of parliament should be in place to define. So we are saying the act, in parliament, act of parliament, which is there right now, the electoral act. Yaka define akut my elections edu ano itikira kuma wards and it my polling stations are, are they are ward based. Now we don't have wards outside the country. My wards is in Zimbabwe. That's why I'm saying even kavaku Sydney kwa Muriko kwa mukawia zenyiku Zimbabwe muno kuna kuvota ward. This is what we have right now. So every Zimbabwean are kuvota in those elections. Unlike other countries, even when she got outside the country, ukawia kunyika kwacho you would not vote if you had stayed out of that country for this long, for this period. So the constitution ya is not putting an obligation on the government of Zimbabwe to follow every Zimbabwean wherever they are with a ballot box. There is nothing like that. So in terms of that, the Zimbabwean government is not in breach of the constitution. But having said that, we're, to you, we're you, talking you. of moral principles here. That's why I'm saying, yes, should, should the Zimbabwean government follow people wherever they are at some point with a, with a ballot? Yes, in principle, but not, not, not as a legal obligation. It doesn't have that obligation. It has got obligation to its taxpayers here, people who are resident here, people who are affected by the decisions it makes here. Okay, yeah, yeah but, but, but let me just let me just butt in here and say that um, the diaspora, you said it has an obligation to its taxpayers, yeah. but the diaspora contributes quite a lot to the economy of this country through remittances. So and does Anglo-America or, or, or Londro contributed also? That, but, but, the, yeah. but the thing is, these people are Zimbabweans, right? Yes. So it's different from... I'm one of them. Yes, you, you are one of them. You're based in the UK. Mm -hmm. um, you probably do contribute to to through 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 remittances. I do, and these people want to be a part of the political processes as well, not just um, they have giving to. giving back the uh, through finances from where they are. Though sometimes I it's, didn't say there's a problem. Yes, you are missing the point. Mm. The point I'm making is the context right now. You have no choice. And it, uh -huh. But I've got a choice whether to send you money or not. I've got a choice whether to send money. Some people don't even send anything, yeah. right? 
because the government of Zimbabwe cannot do anything about that. Mm -hmm. But if you don't pay your taxes, you end up in jail. And it. So, but 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 Kumbel Mangwana, yes, how can you associate, you know, being a taxpayer with someone's right to vote? I, I mean, I'm not, uh, if I'm 18 years old and and the rombe zonga and Zatambo in the basa bandoga and Zimbabwe and voter, being a taxpayer has nothing to do with it. If even uh, if you don't contribute, even if you don't contribute um, a single cent to 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 this country's economy, if I sell airtime at the at the corner of the street, I and I've never been paid Zimra in my life, I'm still eligible to vote. So how then do you then twist that and turn it into a situation where, you know, uh, you know whether you contribute or you don't contribute um, from the diaspora makes you a citizen or not? Okay. Or whether paying Zimra makes you a citizen or not? I don't, I don't see anywhere where citizenship rights are associated with, with the, the fiscal, the monetary, in, in terms of voting. Thank you. Yeah. There is no representation without taxation. There's no taxation without representation. And it, it's as simple as that. United States charges taxation, well, you know, but there's a taxation to it's all its citizens outside the country. And hence, no matter how long they stay outside the country, they will have to vote. They will be given a vote there. Zimbabweans are outside the country are useless. They they don't have a role to play. They they play a major major role. They can actually take this Zimbabwe to the next step. We can actually uplift the progress of this country to the next level. This is the value of the diaspora. We have to leverage that. There's no question about that. I don't know where particular is point. In Tina fiscal space, Zimbabwe in a budget of four billion. It's failing to collect four billion. And it is not good for four billion. I'm not going to get a item. I'm not going to get a four billion. I'm not going to get a tax or whatever. We are chasing vendors with um, tax forms. But I'm not going to get a lot of money. I'm spread around the country, around the world, wherever Zimbabweans are. At the moment, are we saying that's a priority towards 2018? Are we saying that's a priority? I think. I think. Well, we're maybe getting bogged down in, in semantics. Um, what is a priority towards 2018 is the fact that, you know, giving Zimbabweans their, their, their opportunity to vote. And if we agree that there's more than 4 million of us in diaspora, um, you have to accept that if it's not a priority to you, it's certainly a priority to a lot of people. But, okay, let me... Um, let, who you purport to wait, represent let, as, let, as an UK let, chair. Let me, anyway, wait, let, me, let me just... Uh, let's, let's, let, me, let me just say something here um, in the sense that um, on Comrade Mangwana's point that for 2018, um, the space actually might not be there to put through in terms of finances. Um, the government already, and it's $50 million for the BVR kids, that's a very contentious issue. If we 17. are then... Is it 17? Yeah, 17. Okay. If we are then to include in it the amount for voter awareness, how the policy is going to work for diaspora. For 2018, the period might be so short. But I think we can all agree that that conversation needs to happen. It needs to start happening now, even if it is to be for 2023. That's not a problem. It needs to happen at government level. It needs to happen at a policy level. It needs to happen, you know, quite in a, in a structured manner to ensure that these things actually do come out to an eventuality that one day there is transnational voting. Um, I think one of but the yeah, things... No, I, I, agree, I agree with you, Chris. Um, 
one of one of the things you mentioned um was um the it people selling airtime on the streets and uh the government's taxing of um vendors and that sort of thing and i want to bring it to the issue of uh zim asset and the zanpf manifesto and what it said it was going to do in the 2013 elections what it has achieved and you know where we are now one of the things and some of our listeners uh asked this question is you know zanpf promised 2.2 million jobs in 2013 and that is something that it has not delivered on um up to now we are now a year away from the 2018 elections and in that in the four years now that hasn't happened so how can the citizens trust zanpf manifesto and for it to deliver on its mandate when you know it's already set this precedent it's not a broken promise um they literally almost every party has had a, a, a broken manifesto um the conservatives in, the, in britain said they would not charge um, certain tuition fee to universities they reversed and actually made a policy against that the, in the zimbabwean government did not reverse a policy it's still making an effort the 2.2 million um, jobs was aspirational the government the zanopf aspired to produce uh, to, to produce 2.265 million jobs and it said how it was going to do that it said they will create jobs in agriculture and it said so many jobs and then it identified so many jobs in mining those jobs in agriculture, okay, there was drought, but now we're actually getting people employed in agriculture right now because of command farming. A lot of people are there. We are not, I know, we, we, we as urbanites, we don't consider those people in employment, but that's part of the jobs we, talk, we, talk, we talked about. Once we put um, the equipment we need to put in mining and all the support that we need in small-scale mining, it will absorb some, some of the unemployed people. Yes, come to, come to urban areas. Yeah, we're struggling because the industry is not, our industry is not picking up and that's much of a struggle. But we cannot say we totally failed there. Aspirational, yes, we didn't meet it. We did not deliver on Zima said due to different challenges, including not, not getting funding. But we have put in the enablers, the infrastructure development which we have done. Come on, we, we, let's talk about what was happening in 2013. How much load shedding was happening? Now, how much load shedding is happening in Arari or in Zimbabwe, pretty much? There's a good supply of electricity. That's a deliverable from Zimazet. We're going to have a bumper harvest. Food and security, cluster four. We're going to deliver that. And, and, and even for three years to come. So that's, that's Zimazet delivering. We, we said we have infrastructure development. The dualization of roads is happening. It's not happening fast enough. Yes, we're having portals. They are, they are areas of failure. They are areas, areas of success. But it's not a total failure. Did Zima said achieve 100%? No, it didn't. It will not achieve 100%. No, it won't. Who we'll review? It, it won't definitely. But it will achieve uh, certain aspects of Zima said achieving. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know where to where to begin. Um, I, 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 perhaps we can let's focus on on the jobs. Um, Instead of creating jobs, there's been a negative growth, um, a negative um, growth in jobs. Um, you know, projected growth in all, in all those sectors is based on the aspirations of Zim Asset has almost been the exact opposite of what was intended. Um, so 
I don't see how you can then turn around and say, oh, we're going to absorb some jobs in, in the agricultural sector, um, which are seasonal jobs. Uh, there's, there's no new um, agricultural jobs really being created that are going to provide long-term entertainment. Um, entertainment. Long-term <laughs> employment. Sorry, employment, sorry. <laughs> okay. uh, yeah, no, 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 okay. I got Chris, the gist of that. Chris, just sent me, me a message and they said that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but no, but I mean, I mean, realistically, uh, realistically, comrade, I, I know you have to, you have to play the party line, um, but I, I don't think that anyone, even in their most optimistic the state can can really say that this Zim asset has even, you know, been uh, been uh, been even successful. Your your key drivers uh, for projected growth targets. Your first one was the mining sector, and and comparing mining mining in Zimbabwe from 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 the previous period it was before you know all these things happened, um, including bringing companies into one. All these things. It's it's, it's now a dead sector comp- comparatively. Um, agricultural sector. I mean, yeah, we've had rains and. And you spoke about command agriculture. It's one of those things that even your own government ministers can't agree on how successful this policy was. So how are you going to have us believe now that it was a bumper harvest when when your ministers are contradicting each other left, right, and center? The vice president will say one thing. The minister of agriculture will say one thing. Another minister there will say one thing. So until Taona, the grain in the granaries, um, will, 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 you know, um, Why don't we go with know, what the president says then? The president says it's going to be a bombavis. So let's forget about the ministers. Let's talk the, about the head yeah, of the but, executive. But the president <laughs> is the one. The president is the one who de- delivered the, the Zimasset speech at, uh, twice, even um, so just to make sure we heard it. <laughs> so he, he was also okay. the one who misled us on on Zimasset. So <sighs> I, I don't have any reason, particularly, to believe many more than fair, any other regular Zimbabwean fair, because fair the president is just a citizen of this country, and Nyayebuti, the president, Anyebe. He's just a regular citizen of this country as well. But Kai, you said you were talking about the executive. You were talking about the split in the executive. I'm only saying you are saying my ministers are are congruent. So I'm saying okay, forget about the ministers. Talk about let's talk about the president. And it just said, pre, pre, pretty much based on your um on your point, which was right that there's the, the, a bit of discord coming from the cabinet. So I'm saying okay, let's forget about the contestations between the ministers. That's all. That was the point made. But. Uh, I, I, I take your point that you have, you have got a position on the president. You, you, that's your entitlement. <laughs> I don't have a position on... I, I, doesn't matter. I mean, obviously... It doesn't matter. Anyway, you may call him the first citizen, but he's a citizen just like you and me. Um, and, and an and, executive, and, and, and his, his office, his office, his office entitles him to certain privileges. But um, at the end of the day, he's governed by the same constitution that we're all governed by. I think we're um, digressing. Okay, let's get on to your points. <laughs> um, I no, the, the the point was made a long time ago. Is okay. that you, you, we can't be overly optimistic and no, about this no, about this can't. document. No, it's not, um, it's not and about the, the thing documents. Is, going into going going into twenty. 18 um we're talking about the the coming manifesto and the zano pf manifesto itself um how is anyone even me um how are you going to convince any of us that zano pf has any solution to the problems that are actually we're facing as a country and as people we put enablers in place that was the key thing that we did if you look at the the whole point the whole point is that 
the government is not the one that has to employ you. And the government is a civil servant. And But what we need to do is to put enablers in place so that the economy can boom and so that the private sector can boom. Yes, there has to be concordance between private sector and the public sector and the government. Right. So the, the government's role is to make sure the environment is conducive for private sector to flourish. Did he do would that? you say would you say that the environment is conducive for private sector to flourish right now? No. And has and so basically these enablers that the government has put in haven't actually yielded anything. They are in the process of yielding. That's one. Because obviously Zimbabwe actually has got one of the great um, um, communication networks. Quite uncensored. I've been I've spent quite a lot of time in in, in Addis Ababa. You cannot access a lot of things. I've spent time in Dubai. You can't access a lot of um, things, but in Zimbabwe, pretty much you get whatever you want. You can communicate very easily, almost uh, in every part uh, of the country. Until that one time, our our Facebook was shut down for a day. <laughs> it wasn't. It, it wasn't even a day. There was just a, there was a, just a lapse in the system. But um, comrade, we have only can we have one TV station in. in our country that's that's a travesty that's a travesty that's a travesty there are things that I considered. I didn't say um, uh, sorry, uh, Zuma said it was an outstanding success. I said they are success stories and they are failures. That I said. And I pointed what I said to be the success stories. If you wanted to tackle me, tackle me on those. I said we've got better electricity output now than we had in 2013 when we started this Zuma set. Is that fair? Is that true or not? One could argue, though, on the issue of electricity that it's because a lot of our industries are inactive. So there's not a lot of electricity going to those areas, uh, you know, industrial areas, and then it can now supply homes and, and that sort of no, places. No, that's not true. But that's a good point, but not a true one in this particular case. Not a valid and, one. And, and, uh, uh, and, also, and also our, our electric, uh, electricity generation is being helped by projects such as um, the DEMA, um, the diesel plant, um, which is part of Zimasa, which, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah the diesel plant. If, if you, controversial if you, is you want to. Uh, that's that's where you're going. Fine, controversial is it is. Yeah, if, but if we if we get into if we get into it, I'm not. I look, I'm, I I concede that the electricity situation right. is certainly So let's better, go to the next one. If, so let's go if, to the next one. That's a Zimasa success, success. I think we I think on that one we've got a consensus. It must be so qualified. Let's go to, let's it must go to, be qualified success that is always qualified. That's what is. <laughs> ah, that's, you see, no, no, we are no, getting no, into no, nuances of no. success. But we're saying, Zima said in this particular case, when it comes to electricity supply, it was a success. Why is electricity supply important? Because industry it, it runs on electricity and power and energy. So it's an enabler. So we can all go for a factory manage. Chifurash. But, I'm not, but I'm not in TV. the same period you're talking about, in the same period that they've sorted the electricity supply out, they've company, my industry, Avar. Yes, there's been deindustrialization in the same period, so it can't be an enabler when the same environment that's creating electricity oh, creation it, is, it, is it, taking. It, away. Kune, 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 I mean, kune debate iri kakawa. Tati. 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 Tati.
unless you have a problem yeah. with that, then we can all turn very serious and say, okay, <laughs> fine. Now let's talk uh, no, about... No, 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 no. Okay. So we can have banter. So, it's part of banter. Okay. I was saying, tabako electricity, kuma roads, kuma roads kuna problem. But dualization, its transport network is very important for delivering things. To change up my industry, mukatari is capacity utilization in my industries. It has increased. It has improved. Why? Because such an instrument 64 of um, 64 of, uh, 2016, capacity you much more. A lot of industry average capacity utilization. I think capacity utilization is around 56 to 60 percent. Yama Industries, compared to, 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 to 2013, there has been an improvement. But I'm not saying there's, a, there's been a boom. No, I'm not. Because there's none. Because can I can't quite a boom when I got up into employment Yes, when one of the people in the part time. But my part time jobs are, are, are part of employment. Mokanda, my countries are getting America, and the US, Nico, Australia, and Morocco. Munona, I'm going to have a part time job. Bantons are no sayenza. Banono sayenza, and I'm an agency. Bantons are no sayenza. Oh, that's his work. That's employment. That's, that's part of employment. definitions. The first world. jobs. farms as well. Australia particularly. Those, that's employment. industry. in order. Say so many kids. Obama pays 8.3 this month, next month Why? Because those are seasonal jobs. But, but, we but, cannot dismiss that employment because I in a job security forever. That's employment. And then, and then I, I don't know, I, I feel like we can't compare uh, I don't even know don't if it's apples and oranges in, in, this, in this situation. Um, I understand the point you're trying to make, but I'm just saying it's disingenuous to compare seasonal employment in, in, in America to seasonal employment in Zimbabwe because Hello? I'm here. Um, I think. Yeah, even if it's a, a Mexican Ajamba Zagay border or something like that. Saka, my, my point is, I understand what you want to get into the semantics of Zunzaju. Uh, I'm not. But realistically, I agree with you, but okay. I'm saying in the Zimbabwean context, mm-hmm. casual work it cannot be said to be pushing towards Zimbabwe. As it is success, which is what you're trying to foist upon us, it's not true. It's I'm not, not foisting anything upon you. I don't know what could endorphin the 2.265 million jobs akanyatsonzi ku agriculture ku chaine expecto kuno imbleya first year kuno imbleya so many second year third year fourth year and when i just want to talk about 2.65 million jobs or 2.2 million jobs as people say avana kuverenga zvano pf manifesto it's 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 you know go street lingo irungota urozha yangori shamino shandiswa to to bashas nayo tati mukadzokera maninga chewayo even word is not casual Workers, Ririmo, and this would try to pin down my nuances. I can wonder, but this would try to put goods. I could 
Tine ma success stories. Ne ma not so success stories. Even weku agriculture waka vumadi. Ma sectors hachu ndiwaya. Kune waifana kubatirwa. Ne ma companies anenga alivarejwa. Angari ku indigenizwa. That did not succeed. We know ma contestations are kaitika na ma controversies in, 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 in the indigenization um, of, our, of our economy. So that was not a success story. But in Tukuti Nini, Pamukto Torezi, Manade Mevago, and Kunana came play of Nana de Mawacho. Kwamu Patukuta Roguti, a Kariba West, and Kariba West Kunana came play Wekoko. E Patukuta Roguti, Wangi, Yakushanda, Mama Mama Temo Stations, Akasumka Blawayo, Komunyati Temo Station, and people are being employed by day. The whole, the, the whole chain will provide energy. Then it can end up my industry, but also it can end up other infrastructure development, which is road building. Tikapinda mutualization, kuna no employee wa imomo. Be it seasonal, casual workers or whatever. But those who are employed, kuna no permanent engineers. But at least kuna hamba kuti this thinning, kuna no waka buda mabaza. Wobo, especially in the court case, yaketu anana wacha misa yeye. Waka tzingisa wana wakawanda baza. But it's not itika. Ndo chikweta chachu undo sometimes, nungu itinokita, murewe wapikwa, a hired gun. So these things happen, but kunema success stories. Did Zimaset achieve all its intended um, outcomes? No, it did not. And it hasn't. Will it achieve? Because yesterday, a year and a half, it was in October, kind of, uh, 2013, isn't it? 2018. No, it's off target. And we've said that, and I've said it. But is it a total failure? Not by any means. That's my point. So um, what can people do to... What is it that ZANPF is going to do uh, to inspire confidence for people in the 2018 election? Because he has said that Zimasset was not a complete success, that there were a lot of failures, that it's off track, and that you know by, by the time it's supposed to come to completion, they wouldn't have met their targets. So how can people you know, trust that if we vote in this government, they will then deliver on those targets? Um, also okay. in a context... In the sense that right now our government seems to be, or our cabinet and ZANPF itself seems to be um, disjointed. Uh, it's something you've written about. Um, you even said, I'll quote you here, no investor worth their money can invest in a country that has a government that is perceived as unstable. Um, and, and this is the perception that exists right now where you have ministers, you know, talking, calling out each other in, on different spaces in the media, on social media. So... In this context, how can the people of Zimbabwe trust ZANU-PF with leading the country in 2018? Thank you. A very good question indeed. Did ZANU-PF break a promise? No, it did not break a promise. So ZANU-PF can be trusted because it didn't break a promise. Did ZANU-PF fail to fulfill a promise? It did. Okay? So those are two different things. I'm excited to hear this. Let, let me, let me, let me, let me explain this. myself. You see, if you say to your wife, I'm going to buy you a dress at the end of the month, or I'll take you on holiday on Valentine's Day, then oh, my, 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 Jasiana, nekuti iwewe unoti, ndichaku tora kwa kati, iwe potora girlfriend, wenda na yu. Wapo break a promise. That's exactly what... Mira nipeze kwa indi yangu, chile mchana, nikapeze sapa mwopinda zenyu. Zanu PF, ya kati ya ita manifesto, ika converta manifesto yu to a program of action. Ika taura jainu da kuita. 
tikaenda tikanosaina ma agreements na na ma deals in China which were part of that fulfillment ya promise yoyo tikapedza tikaenda tikanosaina mangwe ne Russia tikapedza tikaita problem in the diamond sector tikatraya ku rectify that problem anditi zvika zvika stola progress because the government yakatora ku court those things happen so you can you can explain away some of these things and atikangano kuti tichiri under an embargo whether we like it or not i i have been avoiding because and ndafunga kuti create another debate tikataura nyaya embargo but i left it alone but we should never forget that the context ya embargo iripo right so all those things right jasiana ndakuchikupai my example ekuti vanhu muno promise chakati more reverse nokuti mawina zvano pia never reverse anything that is said it will do yaka yaka wina on a platform ya indigenization we never kuti tapedza kuti vanhu vatotora chiti tinoindigenize tobva kuti atiindigenize no we every platform at we nayo we would go on and try to deliver on it and hakuna munhu anoti even uchinonyora show uchinonyora uchinonyora zama unenge waka aim 100% but fact yekuti waita 60% havachariwa kuti hauchafana kunyora next exam havachariwa kuti hauchafana kuti tasona maticha akukana vabereki vorga kupadara fees nokuti wakazoita 60% when you were supposed to 100% come on that's the same thing ne election ne electorate yedu inoona our efforts inoona our endeavor to fulfill our promises yona kuti no vanhu vari kukundikana asi vachitraya ndandicha pana nchitaura ndi context ndiwanzoda kuti ndiite conversation ndisina kutaura one thing chandinoti is one of a major things zvinokonzera retardation of our development kana zvinokonzera some of the failures we are talking about corruption corruption iyo iyo yes iyo iyo ino tikuvadzisa semusangano nokuti iyo tinofana kuitakla with sincerity and zano pf in europe yaka pass a resolution on it again and i think congress number conference will pass that resolution that one tikatakla iyo i think tikatosunga cheku cheku kusunga vanhu vachito convict madara madara kapisa boots vakanda vamwe vakaenda kumajere kwa vanonogara vakapfika makake vasina ndowe tinoita namanyatera zvinofamba Manji makada usunga madhara ari kurapi munozosara nepati herepo akuru. Vonweza novaeni. Ndo iyo iyo munozvando zvinoitika. Problem yekuti kana makuita kana muchipenda munoisa maraini pamunopenda. Mopenda chidzuri chacho. Imimi zviproblem yacho munde kuti munhu kubata mabucket ependi muchita kukupira mukrowd. Ah ah. Tinokubvunza one by one kuti ningane corrupt activity yakati yakadi ndudzeyo nezvake hamuna zvamukwanisa kuti vudza. So we cannot generalize. I but think but it, on the issue of corruption yeah. there there are there are issues professor moyo's case for example mm-hmm. where you know that has come that was brought out by the ZACC yeah. and it hasn't been dealt with I you know but he's a court due process the time the time that ZACC went to 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 party headquarters they were called off yeah but off the top comrade mangwana off the top of my head i can think of at least six members in cabinet that have had issues with corruption or being arrested for that i can even think of a, a member of parliament right now in harare east who has been caught uh, transporting diesel across allegedly, zimbabwe allegedly. but i said that 
Allegedly. No, we'll actually, it's, no, 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 no. Actually, the case I think was on trial of Karoy. On a Tuesday. This is not a court of law, and I don't want to say anything. I can just log defend my as well. I can log defend my Include. Include all, all the way to the top, even when even everyone in that government at some point in the last 37 years has had some level of corruption allegation leveled against them. And the, the point is, don't say I'm painting with a, with a bucket because, yes, maybe you, you Mr. Mangwana, because you, you've grown, you've had values you picked up in the diaspora um, that say you shouldn't be corrupt, you are not corrupt. But, that's not true, and that's unfair. Uh, to, to, to the rest of the um, members and leadership and leadership. Kuna wana clean. Let's, let's, let's put it that. Then, Jakango Fana now, Mkatarana, Desperate, and Utah, and Vesar, who's Mbabu Matube. And it, because of Akatumira Marakaro, Mari, Akatumira Ninakaro, Vetishakataro, Mari, Akatumira Shamareko, Tatishakataro, Mari. So, we are facing a societal problem. My point, I'm the one who raised the point of corruption. So, I'm setting up Pashami, actually putting a tea at the situation, Mautrasha, Maudon Ravanai. I raised that point, <laughs> right? And I raised a point because here, Panapa, took up pertinent issues which affect our country, pertinent issues which retard the progress of our country. So, corruption, yes, my point is the government should take leadership in curbing corruption. But corruption is a societal problem right now. I think, in a way, if you take a really to corruption, 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 the government should take leadership in fighting corruption. Then can also cascade downwards. We cascade downwards. But the government should take leadership. And so and far, it's not. But so far we can agree that it is not. As no, it's said. not. Do you think that they will? Do you think that they have the intention to, at some point, or the political will to actually take um, action on corruption? Yes. So why hasn't it done so? Maybe. Uh, maybe at some point it's political expedience. Maybe at some point it's lack of, lack of evidence. I don't know. I honestly don't. And I just think, and that's what I, I stand on. <laughs> I, I think... All right. No, comrade, comrade, there I can, I can, agree, I can agree with you. Um, I have to be, to be dashing very soon. Yeah. I just wanted to know, who, um, are, you, are you running in 2018? okay. I haven't made. I haven't, I haven't thought about it. Comrade, uh, twenty eighteen is less than eighteen months away. Uh, the elections are just now. No problem. Because like like what we're always told is if we need to throw our heads in the in the ring Very and not fast. not oh, to oh. be shouting from the from the from the terraces mountains. Ah, this was I know. So I'm not I expect to make decision making. Thank you. <laughs> All right, no, it's and I I I enjoyed our talk. I, I, so did and I, I, so did I. Unfortunately, unfortunately, you 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 need to you need to find a, a different party, maybe. Um, 
Musangano watishita patiri panapa Musangano waita kutinika iwe pairi Pakanaka kudai Ndewe zano PF Imomo no matisha garatiri Tichawaka denderered imomo na mazanda Tuitera imomo Datenda hang No thank you very much uh, Comrade Mangwana um, Thanks Krum You've been listening to Politics and Beyond On Capital 263 My name is Christopher Farai Charamba You can find me at Chris Charamba uh, On all social media Comrade Mangwana People online where can they find you I know you write for the Herald uh, they can find me on Twitter, Facebook, everywhere, literally. Okay, what yeah. is uh, your Twitter handle? I don't know. At, at Nick Mangwana. Comrade, you need to you need to start tweeting seriously because um, we got ministers that I think are just being paid to tweet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, your sarcasm will get you far. <laughs> but uh, uh, point taken, I will take that on board. Thanks, honestly, because for I've taken right, the point. Thanks, yeah. um, I'm, I'm Tawanda BT, and you can catch me at uh, at Henry BT on all, all podcasts, Tawanda, and, uh, all sorry. social platforms. Um, sorry. Uh, Tawanda, Henry BT. I go by Henry on online um, because it's my Christian name. You can, you can ask. <laughs> no. Uh, 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 no, and not, no, no, and not, and not Mugaraku, UK, but I've got family there in South End. Ah, I've been visit a few times. Ah, I see. Um, okay. I've no, been no, to no. visit a few times. Ah, you, you, you see, by the end of this conversation, you are now a comrade. <laughs> no, he's, he's, he's a comrade. You see, that's the beauty. Because he sounded patriotic enough, so he deserves it. <laughs> you see, that's the beauty. That's the beauty of conversation, guys. That's exactly. Conversation. You, you, you earn your stripes. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> All right. Cheers. Thanks for All right. listening. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks, yeah. com- thanks comrade. Cheers, Enjoy. Cheers, Capital 263.